You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. You Davin, what sort of, is there a, a, a definitive parish of davening that you should use? So they asked Rav Chaim. Um, Rav Chaim said the following. He said, there's plenty of Svarim on that explain what the Nusach means. And really, it's your choice to decide which one resonates within you or what you're going to think of when you're davening. The truth is, the Tfilos were written by, some of them by Anshay Knesset Hagdola, and they were written with a tremendous Havana. And we don't know which ones are, um, in the Perushim, which ones mean what the Anshay Knesset had in mind. And here's the main thing. Zelel Moshane doesn't make a difference whether this is what the exactly the kavon of the davening is. The main thing is, shenavin lama ano miskavnin, to understand why you need to have kavona. And therefore, he said, when people ask, people have asked Rechayim, what does this mean in davening, and that mean in davening, he'll tell you what he thinks, but it doesn't make a difference. If this, again, the words make sense, the way you're saying it, you found a parish that means that, that's what you have in your heart, and it works for you. That's what a Kaddish Baruch wants. That's what it is. And, and sometimes it's worthwhile to maybe choose one that, aligns with your mentality. Um, Rav Chaim um, said that um, someone asked, Rav Chaim Kanievsky says, someone asked his uncle, the Chazanish, it's hard to keep on learning strong consistently. He needed to air out. In the middle of learning, he needed to take some sort of break. So, what's the break? So again, the Chazanish said, Chazanish said, you've got to be honest with yourself. When you start feeling it's taking too much time, that you're, that you're going away for more than necessary, you start feeling guilty about that. You see, what am I doing out here? That's when you should go back. Both of these psokim show how much Rav Chaim understood people are different. For some person, they need 10 minutes outside to, to get their brain cleared. You can't say, take two minutes, take one minute, go out and smell the roses and come back. 
The main thing is, Shahazman lo yivrach. Chaim once said um, um, he said over from his father the the stipler that uh, someone came to his father and wanted a bracha for someone else who had high blood pressure. Now, I've said, told you before, in the name of Rav Chaim's cousin, uh, that he considered that uh, a very difficult chayla. That's the lachatzdam that the Torah talk that the post can speak about. The stipler, when he was asked about it, said that this high blood pressure, Anilo Yodeya Maze. In the old days, we realized the fever means you're sick. If you don't have a fever, you're healthy. He says today, people who, um, you put a cup on them, and you, you take them into the doctor's office and maybe they're nervous or whatever and uh, the numbers show their blood pressure is high. So it turns out these people in a, in a different generation would have been considered healthy. And now because the doctor's telling them what they're reading is, they are now considered ill. Now, what did the stipler mean? Did the stipler mean that high blood pressure is not a serious thing because we didn't know about it from before? Was he trying to say that sometimes people suffer from high blood pressure because of other factors, the way it was read in the doctor's office, but they're not really ill? So Rav Chaim said this is what it meant. This is what his father meant. That... People suffer from more illnesses today than they used to. And the reason is not because people have become weaker or because the illnesses are stronger. Rav Chaim says there's a spiritual reason that we, we suffer from illnesses that the previous generations didn't know about. Shekiyom hakinah. Magia Luseos Chadoshim. Our Midos, in a way, are very not worked out. And you can have a person who's so obsessed about what the other person has, it bothers him so much that his jealousy causes him to sort of like to become a, an emotional, angry wreck and cause his blood pressure to rise over what someone else has had. 
Rav Chaim said that it's almost like, and therefore, you know, our, our attitudes about people around us, you know, we, we aren't able to govern them properly. He says, of course, Rav Chaim said, of course, since the time of Cain and Hevel, there's been jealousy. But today, Rav Chaim said, there's even bigger levels of kinah. He says, what are, we, what are people doing? People are, from morning to night, looking around. They're seeing what everybody else has. And I want to add here, although Rav Chaim doesn't say it, one of the um, difficult things about the modern media or um, uh, uh, social social media is that everybody is looking about what the other person has. They're checking out how good he's happening, what sort of fun he's having, what beach he's going to, what's happening. All of that stuff leads to, and I'm not the first one to say it, it leads to an obsession with what other people is going on by other people. And that causes you this sort of this this inability to be to be satisfied and calm with your life. Um, you know, everybody's posting where they went and what happened, um, and, and what's 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 their picture, what is their what's their profile, where have they gone? And therefore, what it turns out is that everybody wants what they what they're seeing everywhere. So he says, Rav Chaim said, that's why we have so many people with ulcers. We have people with high blood pressure. And that's what his father meant. Of course, high blood pressure is a problem. But many times, the, the tendency to allow your blood pressure to get high comes from a lack of working on your own midos and their acherets. I mean, it's hard in this world, again. <laughs> obviously, once you have it, you need to take this seriously. But there are types of behavior and types of attitudes that lend itself to these type of illnesses. And again, people who say that Rav Moshe and Rav Chaim do not understand humans, that they're sort of stuck in their own ivory tower, they don't see the world. I think what we've learned tonight shows you how Rav Moshe was bending over backwards to try to be makel, to, 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 to find a derech. And how Rav Chaim isn't just this robot. Rav Chaim understands how people are individuals and Chaim is very, very aware of, uh, of what has to be. By the way, just so everybody knows, Rav Chaim has one word of a psaq about the, the, um, the vaccination. Everybody needs to take it. That's Rav Chaim's one word. No ifs, ands, or buts. And they asked him specifically, is it a, is it a, is it a, is it a, a, a right to take it, or is it a mitzvah? Is it, should they be afraid? Rav Chaim says they should not be afraid, but everyone should should go through and do the right thing and, and get vaccinated. Unless, again, if their doctors tell them there's reasons uh, why they shouldn't, and that this is their GP, I understand. But generally, Rav Chaim is, is 100% behind all the psalkim. And once again, people should not... People should realize that where he is, he's not, 
<laughs> There's a reason why we call him the Sarhatayro. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 